We are right on target for Q3 and... I'm sorry, can I uh, call you back? Mom, I'm working. That's what you wear to work? I want you to meet someone. This is a doctor and he's single. She's much prettier with makeup. I'm wearing makeup. I am done casually dating on the holidays. There's way too much pressure. It's ridiculous. Try being the only single person left in your family. Rodney said you didn't call him. You didn't call Rodney? Why didn't you call Rodney? Why didn't you call Rodney? Because I already have a boyfriend. Isn't he great? He's my holiday. What? A date solely for the holiday. No commitment. That's what I need for New Year's Eve. We can be each other's holiday. Come on. Friends with benefits never work. So let's make it official. Non-sexual holidays from now on. This is great. We avoid this stupid pressure and all the judgment. Happy Easter, my little bunnies. I want you to find someone who has real potential. Not this holiday crap like your aunt. She seems like she's having fun. She's gonna die alone in a wheelchair and a diaper. Do we have the finger? Holiday rule number three, leave no holiday behind. No hands touched. Juice protection? You like him. He likes you. These are not real problems. I can't just like him, like him until I know for sure that he likes me, likes me. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Maybe this holiday thing will turn into something. Why is everyone so suspicious of a happy single woman? You look really sad. Human beings aren't meant to be alone on the holidays. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Nobody drops baby on her head. And we're back with another Christine starring episode as we talk about Holiday, which is how I keep hearing it in my head. Oh, with a little song? With, you know, the song like Holiday, the, the Billy, um, I- not like- Billy Idol, the Boy George yeah. song. For oh. me, like, that's how I keep hearing Holiday. Like, I can't, I it doesn't sound it right. Madonna. Holiday, it would be, it would be so. Wait, is, is that Madonna? I'm really bad at pop music. Yeah, that's a Madonna song. Okay, so yeah, the Madonna song is how I hear it in my head. <laughs> totally. I can edit that out. Nobody has to know that I think I get Boy George and Madonna confused. Boy George and Madonna. I, I am mean, very cool, people. But now that's how I hear it in my head. <laughs> you know what it is? It's because of the wedding singer. Because the last time I would have heard that song would have been when Alexis Arquette is singing it. So, yep. there. It was actually, I should go back and edit. It's not Madonna or Boy George. It's Alexis Arquette. So, Holiday, directed by yes. John Whitesell, who did a lot of TV, um, a whole lot of Roseanne episodes and a lot of other TV films, such films as Deck the Halls and Big Mama's House Part 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, written the ri- screenwriter is actually very interesting a female named tiffany paulson okay who also wrote the adventures in babysitting remake from a few yes, years ago I saw that yep and was an actor who was in jason takes manhattan aka friday the 13th part eight that is so interesting isn't it yeah and i guess she was an actor and then like switched to screenwriting and has since 
got gotten a lot of work that way. So just that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so holiday. Oh, so this movie was on. Uh, I will say this because I don't know when I'll get another chance to say it because I forgot we were in a different format. Um, I this movie was maybe on for ten minutes and I said I will cut my arm off if this wasn't written by a woman. I could tell immediately. Mm. I, could, I could tell immediately. And I love that. You know why? Because I can fucking tell. So let women write things because it's obvious yeah. when they do. That's You're really right about that. I wasn't thinking it when I watched it. Um, but in, in thinking about this movie and how... And I, I liked it. I didn't love it. But I could have so easily hated this movie if it wasn't... Um, if, if something was off about it. And I think that's it. Like, there are so many, like, just in terms of plot threads and the characters, like, they're all kind of kind of shitty and, like, they're meant to be shitty. Yep. And that can go really wrong. Like, when you have dudes that ha- sit there having a conversation about how they don't commit to women, mm-hmm. um, that can really, like, just be one of those things that, like, I don't want to watch. And I did want to watch. Like, I did enjoy this and laugh at it and overall feel positive about it. And that's yes. a very good point. I, it, and I think a lot of it has to do with um, the dialogue was all very good. Yeah. Um, and I really liked Sloan. Yeah, we, another Sloan. We have, we have a Sloan. Sloan, who is our lead character played by Emma Roberts. Mm-hmm. Um, I said to Zach, I said, I don't like the cool girl because I don't like how men write the cool girl. I like mm. the actual cool girl. I yeah. I wish I was the cool girl. So when when the dialogue is written better and the the performance is good, like I even though you're annoying and you, you you're so flawed and so obnoxious, I like you so much. Yeah. I love this character. Yeah, I buy you. I believe yep. you, which is a big thing. Yep. Um let's go through the plot of the movie. Yeah. Um okay, so this movie stars Emma Roberts, who I love. Um, Nobody can play that character like Emma Roberts can. No. She's so good. She, she's so good. Yeah. And I, I don't know that I've ever seen her play. Because I, I can't remember if we were talking about this or, or somebody else. It was another conversation. There are a lot of people that just hate Emma Roberts. I don't know, like, anything about her personal life. I don't know if, like, she's, you know, been gone on record as killing babies or something like that. Um but I think there's a lot of people that, like, hate her because they think she is the character she plays. I don't know if she is. Maybe she is. But you know what? You know who can play that character? Emma Roberts. Yeah. No, she plays not nice so well. And naturally and, like, n- Queen Bee, I will cast Emma Roberts every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but, like, and then... I, I had a great pull of something that she was good in and didn't play that character. And then I fucking lost it the second I went to open my mouth. Oh, oh um, American Horror Story 1984. I didn't watch recent. that one. She is not that girl in it. Okay, interesting. Um, eventually, maybe there's shades of it, but the character originally it starts out as something a lot more grounded and, and sweet. And I still buy it. But okay. that's the thing. It almost comes off boring, but I think... I think, like in Scream Four, spoiler alert, when she's when she's playing innocent, it's it's boring and like milk toast. Yeah. But it's supposed to be because it's a juxtaposition to mm-hmm. what ends up happening. Good point. Good point. All so right. tell me so more about Sloane. <laughs> okay, the plot. So um, Sloane Emma Roberts is a uh, seems like a mildly successful woman who works from home, which honestly, great. I good mean, for her. especially now, yeah. 
she um I don't know her I don't feel like she oh yeah that this is what it is so she's just had too many of these she she just had uh or semi recently had a bad breakup with her boyfriend he cheated on her and she took it very seriously and very personally and she is mourning that relationship and her family is very pushy about her dating people and and mm-hmm. getting out there all of her siblings are married or engaged they're all engaged and they you know she they would like her to level up and do that as well but she is stuck on this ex and she's kind of you know spinning her wheels so her aunt who is Kristen Chenoweth mm-hmm. um is like why don't you just have a date for the holidays and it's a holiday. There's so much good writing in this movie. This movie could have been absolute trash. Yeah. So, so holiday is so dumb. But when you have a character like Kristen Chenoweth explain it, and then and then Emma Roberts has to explain it, and then our male lead has it. It like, it's funny because it's yeah. dumb, and the movie knows it's kind of a weird conceit. But Kristen Chenoweth is like, you should just get a date for the holidays, and Emma Roberts meets this blondish man with an accent and she's like we should just go on a date for the holiday and then it ends up that they go that they they date each holiday every holiday mm-hmm. which is not what Kristen Chenoweth had presented she's she, she kind of was like have a different guy well Kristen Chenoweth's rule is she has a different different guy for every holiday that she never yeah. repeats a holiday Whereas so Emma, Emma Roberts is like, yeah. no, 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 we're holidays so that we always have, like, we don't have to worry about making plans. Like, no, yeah. come July 4th, you and me do something. Come St. Patrick's Day, we go together to, to a bar, whatever it is. Yeah, I think that, I feel like that's different <laughs> than the initial, than the initial idea, because now you're just dating this person. Well, but like their rules are, like, I feel like their rules are very strict. Like, they don't contact each other until that date. That's so weird to me. And 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 I think that the movie knows that and yeah. is like this is not because if you like somebody enough to see them that often and spend that level of time with them, then maybe you should consider actually letting them into your life. But the movie is doing that thing that that's very like like I have a friend that does this where she watch she's watched way too much sex in the city. So every date and every relationship is a oh he's the he's the tire guy he's the this guy he's that oh no we only we only talk about this we only go go to the movies together like it's that thing of people that have watched or read too much stuff about relationships yeah, yeah. and therefore want to analyze the relationship rather than just have one <laughs> so they're very like they both decide like oh no this is the whole beauty of a relationship is that we don't have to do anything outside the holidays we ch- we see each other on the holidays there is no emotional connection so therefore like we we will never get too connected and as soon as they start getting connected it's like and and to, and i think the movie does a good job as far as like putting it evenly where it's not it's both of their faults at different times in a way like, he's yeah. the first one to do it because he's like, oh, it's a wedding. Wait a minute. Like, that's a big deal. So let's not be holidays at this wedding. But then as soon as she has the chance to then, like, reclaim it, she's even more defensive about it. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, you then have a different date for Halloween because clearly you don't want me. Like, whatever it's going to be. So mm-hmm. I-, I thought they pulled it off well. Yeah, for sure. And there is that. There is a bit of acknowledgement, like – 
if you if you're if you're gonna have your character do something out of character or weird, I, I like when you acknowledge that. So they do very early on acknowledge Emma Roberts's character is very much like everybody's always looking. You always want to be in a relationship. I don't understand why in things somebody shows up and you're like, mm, I don't know if I should date you, and then she does the same exact thing. True. It, it like called it shots before it did it. It, it acknowledged what it was going to do and, and how obnoxious it was going to be when it happened. Yeah, that's Because fair. that is obnoxious, but like, is it any less realistic? Because they did set up this thing of like, they weren't sure what the other one's expectations were. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah, holidays. And, and eventually they fall in love. They go, yeah, they like each other a lot. And it's, it's all very cute. Yeah, it's it's charming. It's it's very funny. Um, now this is um, obviously it's it, Netflix was smart in airing it now um, mm-hmm. because they can market it as a holiday movie. True. Now it is a holiday movie, but Christmas yes. is a very small part of it. Christmas is a small part of it. We start on Christmas. Yes, though, we start right? and end on Christmas. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we start on Christmas, and it definitely you know does the full holiday thing into New Year's. And then we have story that builds throughout the other holidays, Valentine's Day, Easter. And I like that because, and then I even said, because by the time we get back around to Christmas and New Year's, we will now be experiencing this as a couple. This is now going to be the turning point because we've had all this. So, and I like that. It was satisfying. Yeah, agreed. So let's go through and see if it fits all the beats of being a Christmas movie. Number one, our lead in need of a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. What did yeah. she need to learn, Christine? Uh, I mean, I think she needed to learn that she needed to stop uh, holding on to things that no longer served her mm-hmm. and uh, and embrace what was right in front of her. Because that's one of the things I liked about this. Her boyfriend, she very much is like, my ex cheated on me, which obviously awful. And in this, that, and the other. And then he shows up and he's like, She's just like he introduces her to his new girlfriend as his his former lover. Like yeah. she she clearly was way more like invested in a, in a different place. And I think that that you know I think that's an interesting thing. Like yeah, figure it out. Yeah, yeah. So yes, yeah, uh, she needed to learn that lesson, and she also needed to stop smoking. That's true. She did not. She, I look. I know that very. Thin, fit, beautiful women can also have, you know, bad eating habits or, you know, maybe not take the best care of themselves. She is a gorgeous, stunning angel. Oh, it's ridiculous. And yeah. The fact that she is her, like, her, she just w- eats way too much chocolate <laughs> and candy is just like, come on. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. Um, it is weird. Because this is obviously, it's a Netflix movie. It's not subject to the same guidelines as a Lifetime yeah. or Hallmark movie. So it is really weird when characters say fuck and smoke. Yep. Like, that's weirder to me. Like, it's one thing for them to use language, but it's another thing to see, like, our heroine smoking. You're like, you're not supposed to do that. It's just, you know. <laughs> um, our setting, Big Bad City, Charming Small Town, Magical Winter Wonderland. It's kind of, like, they're, I guess, on the outskirts of Chicago, right? Like, suburbs yeah, of Chicago. Yeah. Because it is kind of presented as a small town where they keep, like, everybody knows everybody and keeps bumping into people they know everywhere. They go to the mall a lot. Oh, my God. What's up with malls this year in Christmas movies? And I I thought that, too. I, But I, so there was, like, they were they went to the mall a lot and then there was, like, this club set. 
I feel like they had mm. access to Makes these filming yeah. locations, and it, and it kind of pushed where some of the narrative unraveled. Also, I, if I was writing something, air quotes, mainstream, I think that I would default to a mall way too often as well. I mean, and it's a great setting, especially for a holiday movie, just because it, you know, it feels like the holidays then. And, and there are some really, like, the final scene with the choir in the middle of the mall with the Christmas tree, like, that. I thought that was done very well. That was funny to me. It was a way of elevating what should have been a very small scene into something that was kind of over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just so funny to me because I, the last couple of times I've been in malls, it has been such a weird experience where, like, and I mean, even more, this was pre-COVID, now I can't even imagine, but just the weirdness of, like, how many stores are closed, and, yep. you know, and so it's just funny to see, like, malls making a comeback, if yep. nothing else, in holiday Christmas movies. And I wonder if that's part of the reason why things are filming, seem to be Ooh, filming there more, yeah. is because of the general decline sure. of them, because empty stores or, like, non-chain stores, like, stores you've never heard of in a mall yeah uh, that's been on the rise for like a decade yeah like you think of dawn of the dead how they had to film from like 9 p.m to 4 in the morning because of course you can't disrupt mall business and yet now they were probably like yeah just rent it for a week we'll actually make more money from the film paying the paying that than we will in revenue from people actually shopping for real yeah that that's that's some real shit so i I thought it was interesting i like to see there are things i like to see in movies malls is one of them and i also really like to see like um housing developments like um like constructed neighborhoods okay yeah yeah so and i think these are interesting i think they're interesting places to film that you immediately get uh production value because you're like in this real life place it's that exists and look at I don't know. I like that. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, number three is our bland love interest. <gasps> I thought he was so bland. He, well, you know what he is? He is, um, uh, so it's the act, the character is Jackson, played by Luke Bracey. He is the epitome of a hunk in, in the way that I find, can find a man incredibly good looking and say, I have no desire to have sex with him. Yeah. Like, he reminds me of, I don't know if you ever watched on Animal Planet, there was the show Bondi Vet, where it's it's a veterinarian in Australia, and he's blonde, and, like, the opening credits of the show are him surfing and, like, hugging dogs. Mm-hmm. And I find the show so funny, because I watch it, and I'm like, I see what they're, like, he's, the, he's a hunk. Like, he's good-looking, he's chiseled, he's a Ken doll come to life. But I can't possibly imagine having sex with him. Yeah, like there is just... something so so not uh, like personally attractive to me with that type of man. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I I mean, he's fine, but like, just a real flat line for me yeah. here. So I I don't know if the bland is subjective. Somebody else might be like, absolutely not. But I just was like, ugh. Well, I mean, the fact like he's a golfer, like that's his job. And, yes. and like, I don't what's really interesting about golf? Yeah, yeah, well, that's I, also, like, I don't understand. I feel like there was something they were going to do with that. Because it's a really weird job choice to give an act, to give a character. Yeah. Like, because he's supposed to be a professional golfer who also does, like, lessons. But, like, I think that there was a deleted scene somewhere where that paid off. That's my guess. Yeah. Well, 
Um, cause I, I know there was like deleted apparently, um, at one point his like best friend is at Halloween is black, Pla- black Panther. And I think they cut stuff after Chadwick Boseman died. So mm-hmm. like, I would believe that there is this like one, like Arbor day or father's day or something where his golfing ha- is a thing. Um, montage number four, the only one I really clocked was, um, like, cause they didn't, they could have done kind of like the lesser holidays, but I think they really use each holiday as a marker, but yeah. there is like when they're doing, I can't remember which holiday it was, but they're doing like tequila shots, tequila, the song is playing, which I will always note because, um, for years and when I was in jazz band in middle school, I would beg my teacher, can we play tequila? And we could do like the Pee Wee Herman dance and he would never say mm-hmm. yes. Um, but that, like, that's the only real month. That's when they first have sex or maybe they don't have sex. It's, it's that one. Okay. So yeah, yeah, you're right. I didn't, I, I didn't remember anything, but that one said, that is a really cliche, but like, again, if you do a cliche, sometimes it's satisfying because yeah. it hits beats and it, it, it pushes the story. So uh, dead parents or dead wife? So they never say it, but I'm assuming Sloane's dad is dead. Yeah. Do they say it? No, I don't think so. And if neither one of us noticed, then I think that means maybe it was yeah. inconsequential to okay. a degree if if it was mentioned. But um, yeah, I don't think so. Okay, a little disappointed, I will say. Uh, but. Number six, sassy sidekick. Uh, we have a few, I'd say, right? Because you have Jackson's friend who is like very sure. much, yeah, like who is the definitive of like the sassy black man. Like that's how they, like, I think he acknowledges that, right? He's like, as a black man, I can tell you this. Like it's very, yeah. very there. Um, and then Sloane's sister. <gasps> yeah. Who, who is Jessica, Jessica Capshaw, Capshaw, who is uh, Kate Capshaw's daughter. And so I liked her excited. a lot. I, I don't know her. I guess she's been in stuff, but I, I nothing that I knew her from. Valentine. Oh, she's, she's in Valentine. Valentine. It's been 15 years since I've seen Valentine. Yeah, We've we talked should, about we that. Should, I, we need to see it. Yeah, we need to cover it. We should it. watch it. Definitely. Um, I love Jessica Capshaw. I was so excited to see her in this because she is not, she's not young, air yeah. quotes, but like she's stunningly beautiful and she is shaped like a stunningly beautiful mother of four might be like, she's such a good cast for this. Like I love seeing actual human people that are actually in age in movies. And I just enjoyed her quite a bit. And it's nice too. Like when you have, and you, I mean, I always say this, like any movie that mixes generations, if you will, is always going to be more interesting. For sure. And it's not hard. No, no, really isn't. But people don't want to do it. And also Kristen Chenoweth kind of yes. falls into this. But that's, she also falls into another category. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Um, number seven, evil woman or boss. No, I mean, the mother is a little bit of a villain at times, in a sense, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but never, like, crossing a line. Just the mom is kind of, you know, is, is not She's necessarily. Oh, very yeah. overbearing, yeah. yeah. Um, number eight is slapstick. Oh yeah, there's right? a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is the da- their New Year's dance where they do dirty dancing and her dress flies off. That was funny to me for some I, reason. <laughs> it was. I'd agree. Um, there is uh, him blowing off his finger at Fourth of July. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say, like, 
Because it's also very, again, this is like where the, he's a professional, like professional athletes can't do that. Like if you did that as a professional athlete, like you would void your contract. But anyway. Um, we did talk about that in yeah. this house. Like he should be way more concerned it, about very this. Much. He's a golfer. Yeah. Yes. Like those are like, that's it, like part of my brain, like as an employee, like that's important. But I did enjoy the scene after where the nurse was just not having it. I thought she was very mm-hmm. funny. Um, the, let's see, the, um. At the wedding, I guess there's a couple of like dance falls and such, mm-hmm. right? So there, there's there's a good amount. Um, number nine, our sage old person. I I would say Kristen Chenoweth. I would agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because she not only sparks the movie by giving Sloane the idea, but she also then does that thing like you know that whole like um, again I'm just gonna keep going to the wedding singer for some reason of when the friends like I'm not happy. Like, you know, I, I mask my happiness, like, but I just want somebody to love. Like, she kind of does the same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she gets her happiness, which is good because it was, to me, very weird that um, the mom kept trying to set Sloane up with this doctor who, like, was going months and months and months without a date, which seemed very odd when he was a good-looking doctor. So Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Santa Claus, we do not have a Santa Claus. Right? We don't. No. I mean, we have a Santa Claus Wait, as a date. We do. Yeah, the Santa Claus is the date, yeah. and then he's in the mall, yeah. which is so fun because it, it, it helps the exposition so much. You know, and again, <laughs> it's actually the thing that then sparks because uh, Sloan says to Jackson, oh, that was my aunt's holiday. What's a holiday? And then that sparks the movie. So Santa Claus, actually, without Santa Claus, there is no holiday. That's true. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. We did it. Except for dead parents. We got everything else. Uh, let's see the bonus round. Uh, public domain holiday songs. There aren't that many because it's not set at Christmas, but we do get Jingle Bells. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's anything else that can have a song. Any of the other holidays do. Yep. Like you said the Cinco de Mayo one, tequila. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, let's see. Uh, cloying child, cloying cock blocking child. No, because we get like the, the really like only there's kids in the movie. There's the um, her four nieces, nephews. Only one of them gets to really do much. And again, she ends up like giving Sloane the advice she needs to actually yeah. go get Jackson. So uh, no ice skating, right? No, no. Um, let's see. I mean, this, I don't think this was filmed in, this was filmed in Georgia. I'm pretty sure, even though it's set in Chicago, mm-hmm. like most of the end credits were thinking Georgia, which makes sense. Cause winter, like again, nobody is dressed for winter, but that's okay. They all looked very pretty. That's true. You're right. I didn't really notice it until you just said that. Like again, cause Chicago in winter is going to be very cold. Mm-hmm. Um, no Christmas related names, no Christmas tree lighting, but we do have a Christmas choir, which is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. This one is tough. You're I right. Know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no real karaoke. No. I don't think I had sprinkle sound effects. Um, no. Well, there was cooking. There was so I had baking on here, and there is a burnt turkey and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. yeah. Which also, um, that was one other thing was we do. Uh, Frances Fisher, who plays her mom, does get Dan Loria at the very end, which is cute. Yes, Dan, Lo- Dan Loria, I always love because he was he was on the Wonder Years, but he was one of those um, Long Island actors where he lived in Long Island. So everybody in Long Island like knew him or knew somebody that knew him and like had all stories about him being like a really nice guy. So Aww. good for Dan. That's Loria. nice. Yeah. I, I was happy to see him, too. Yeah. Um, and it's a nice like this movie also. I mean, similar to Happiest Season in a way, like 
manages to squeeze in a few interesting actors and give them something to do, which is kind of nice. Yeah, I, I, I appreciated that too. Like everybody, it felt like everybody was somebody, but I don't feel like everyone, anyone was like particularly like overlooked or wasted or. Yeah. 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 Um, and then the inability to eat or act with an empty coffee cup. Um, I mean, you know, Emma Roberts fake eats chocolate pretty well. I don't I believe that just... she swallowed any of it because look at her. But also how much chocolate, like how many times is she going to have to eat that? Like I, there oh, were, yeah. I, she was just like shuffling it around a couple times, which I, I appreciated. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask her to eat any of that because you know, that's very difficult to work off chocolate. Yeah, what if she what if she ha- actually was eating it for every take? She would have eaten oh like seven boxes of chocolate. She probably would have gotten sick. Yeah. Well, and maybe that's actually the scene when she has to uh poop on Halloween. Like, how do mm-hmm. we know that wasn't based on real life because they kept making her eat chocolate? Mhm. Yeah, mhm. Yeah. Mhm. Um so that is Holiday. Yes. Uh overall, how how'd you feel about it? I liked it. Yeah. Um I thought it could have I, I so as, as, as frustrated as I get sometimes when things waste their potential or what I deem waste their potential, I get very excited when things um, use what they have mm. exceptionally well. And I feel like this did. Yeah. Um, it's another one that I, I don't know if this was always going to be a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if this came out in theaters, it would have been very poorly received or I don't think it would have made much money because it would have been a hard movie to market and you know it's an R-rated comedy but it's not over the top R Mm -hmm. and but so then you lose the audience that it would most appeal to but then you're going to disappoint the ones that are expecting like more poop and sex jokes so I think it found the right home on Netflix and it feels right there and it's an interesting like if you want a and it's not a full Christmas movie, but if you want that Christmas movie, but turned up a notch with more sex and more curse words and smoking, then this is where you go. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's a recommend, I think. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised, but I, I enjoyed it. Like, it again, not nothing. I probably won't rewatch this, mm-hmm. um, but I did find it. It absolutely entertained me for night for 100 minutes. Yeah, um, I could. You could do worse. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was holidays. Uh, happy holidays to everybody. Happy Happy Valentine's Day. Why not? <laughs> Coming back to work. I don't know. 